Hello and welcome to the first episode in the Epic Fails podcast. My name is Brittany Rust, your host, and every week my hope is to take you on a great storytelling journey of God's redemption in people's lives, to show you that no matter where you come from or what you've done, God still has a great plan for you and wants to use you. To all who are listening, I speak personally to each of you that you have purpose and value no matter what you might believe about yourself. Each week, we'll explore a different story, talk to people who thought they had hit rock bottom, thought they had messed up their life beyond repair, and watch God redeem their story. We're going to find redemption in their stories. And meanwhile, I hope you'll find redemption in your own story. Today, I want to share with you my story. I figure that if you're going to join me every week, you might like to know a little bit about me, but more so, be encouraged by my own story of redemption. Like I said, my name is Brittany, and I'm a pastor at Red Rocks Church in Denver, Colorado. I am passionate about providing challenging, refreshing, and practical resources for Christians, and aim to encourage the world-weary believer through writing and speaking. I basically got sick of hearing the usual Christian answers and the accepted fluff going around and wanted to give people real nuggets that would actually help them in their walk. I'm married to the dashing Ryan Rust, as I like to call him, and he works at Focus on the Family. Much of my story of redemption revolves around him, so you'll get to know him a little bit better along the way. We also have a very active lab named Pepper, and we're expecting our first child in June, and he is a little baby boy that we've named Roman. I also love coffee, road trips, the mountains, rainy weather, and obsess over my nephews and nieces. That's basically the short version of me in a nutshell. But that's not my story. My story is much more complicated than that. I was born in small town Springfield, Missouri, home to Bass Pro Shops, the amazing Andy's Frozen Custard, and a stone's throw away from the very popular family destination of Branson, Missouri. I'm the oldest of four and the only girl, so you can imagine both the excitement and frustration that was my childhood. My parents owned a family business, a small restaurant located in a train car that was a town favorite. So I spent all my time outside of school either working at the family restaurant or babysitting my little brothers. I like to think of myself as their second mom, as they know. We didn't grow up in a Christian home. My parents were hardworking people who did their best, despite their own childhood pain, but it wasn't easy for my older brother and me. There was a lot of anger and tension in the home, which we adopted and absorbed, I personally experienced some abuse and struggled with sexual bondage for many years, which plays into my story as well. At 16, I was in so much pain, I was curled up in a ball on the floor and found out that I was on the verge of an ulcer because I was so angry and stressed and depressed. I ended up going on medication, which didn't help, and to be honest, I was a hot mess. But then a friend invited me to a youth service when I was 16 years old, and my life forever changed. on that aisle towards the back, the lights low, I can picture it now. I heard truth for the first time in my life, and I knew without a doubt that Jesus was the answer. From that moment, I was at church every moment I could be. 
During altar call during summer camp, God delivered me from anger. When I graduated high school, I jumped into ministry as a youth leader. Shortly after I was called to ministry and started working at the church, my life was on a great trajectory and I thought nothing could stop the path I was on. Picture with me for just a moment where I was when my story took an unexpected turn. I was an eager and passionate 25-year-old working for one of the largest churches in the country. I was one of the youngest leaders on staff and one of the only women. I loved my job. I loved the church I was a part of. In fact, I thought I would be there for the rest of my life, to be honest. I was squeaky clean, super conservative, undaunted, and stayed far away from the messy. I thought I was untouchable, to be honest, as a bright-eyed, eager, determined 20-something. I had the list of things I said I would never do to protect me. I would never drink or have sex or steal or lie. You know the list. And because I knew I would never do those things, I had an untouchable mentality. But I wasn't. In fact, because I never thought I would compromise, I never really guarded myself. And because I never properly guarded myself, the enemy got a foothold in my life using something in my past I thought I had buried. When I was 25, I was in a place where I was single and had never been in a relationship up until this point. But then I met Ryan and my life took that turn. I met Ryan on Easter at a lunch for single people wanting to hang out together because pretty much we didn't have a family to hang out with. I was working that day and showed up a bit late. When I walked in, I knew every face. Every face but one. On the other side of the room stood a tall and handsome man. He was talking to a group of people and they were laughing. And for this introvert, it was a very attractive thing to see how he just lit up the room. Eventually, we ended up sitting next to each other and connected over our shared interest in John MacArthur. So we started out hanging out as a group, spending that hot Missouri summer, getting to know each other at the movies and playing putt-putt and eating sushi. About four months after our first meeting, Ryan called me to share something personal. He shared that he was interested in me, but that I needed to know a few things about his past. Dun-dun-dun, am I right? (laughs) At this time, he was 27 years old, and he shared with me that he had been married before. But not once, twice. Albeit they were both unbelievers and they left him, but that's not the fairy tale that any girl envisions. So normally this conservative church girl would have shut the door to that opportunity at that point, but I didn't feel like that I should do that. In all the years I was single, I had dated, but I always had this hesitation to enter into a relationship. It was sort of like a red light. But now here was this guy with this crazy past, and I had a peace. I had that green light for the first time in my life. Some may have called it crazy, and maybe I was, but we moved forward, slowly at first, but forward we moved. That summer and fall were some of the funnest months of my life. We would sit under the stars and talk for hours. We'd go to concerts, stroll through art walks, go to baseball games, and take day trips to Kansas City. I was on a high I had never experienced before, and I fell for him fast. I had just never met anybody like Ryan. He is honestly one of the funniest people I know. He's incredibly intelligent, and he's always showing me viewpoints and outlooks on life that I've never seen. He's great with people and very kind, and he makes me feel like the only girl in the world. 
and I saw how he loved Jesus. So, like I mentioned earlier, there was something in my past that I hadn't dealt with properly. But at the time, I didn't know that. I thought my sexual bondage was gone. I hadn't had issues for years. But when you develop deep feelings for someone and don't properly guard yourself, which we didn't, temptation can be hard to overcome. It was hard for us. And that fall, Ryan and I did what I said I would never do. We had sex outside of marriage. The aftermath almost seems like a blur. I shared with my pastor what had happened and went through a church correction. That day I went office to office confessing what I had done to people I worked with. I mean, I honestly spent the whole day just sobbing. And it was that day that I said goodbye to the years of ministry invested into that church. My life seemed to come to a halt all of a sudden. And from that point, instead of moving forward, I felt like I was moving backwards. The ministry was gone. Ryan and I actually ended up breaking up. Friends faded into the background. I felt alone, ashamed, unwanted, a failure. But most of all, I was incredibly upset with myself for letting down God. I would end up going into uh, seven months that were the hardest and darkest months of my entire life. I cried every day, and I mean every day. I mean, I would go into an empty office or bathroom stall at work just to cry. I felt alone and unredeemable. My whole life seemed uncertain. Even after a few months of crying out to God without any relief, I began to question God's methods. And you know what? It didn't feel like it was working. I was giving it all to him, or at least at the time I thought I was, and it didn't get easier. So after a few months, I decided to give up, to try the world's way. I didn't stop believing in him, but I stopped believing him for healing. For the next month, I tried some of the escapes the world offers. I got drunk one Saturday night in my apartment and drunk texted Ryan. I dated guys I knew weren't Christians. I even contemplated suicide one night. But then I broke. Truly, that month taught me nothing in this world could ease the pain or bring healing. In fact, it left me more empty than ever. I truly hit rock bottom at that point. And it was there at the bottom. I recommitted to the healing process. I recommitted that to God truly and fully this time. Because you see, before I kept praying God would take away the pain. That he would fast forward me through the season. But that wasn't healing. It was an escape. I truly committed to the healing process, whatever that looked like and for however long it took. That's when the healing started. It was in that hiddenness God began his greatest work in me. That's where I began to understand God better. I began to see grace differently, that it wasn't just extended to me at salvation, but was a daily gift from God in all my repentant transgressions. I learned redemption was powerful, that a life could be fully transformed by the blood of Christ, that life wasn't black or white, but that many of our seasons seemed more colored and in need of uncovering, that God still loved me, even knowing the messes, the messiest corners of my heart. Do I wish I could take those messes back? Of course, but I can't. However, learning those lessons have had and continue to have powerful impacts on my life. I suffered an epic fail, but I gained a greater understanding in God. 
God began to transform my life at that point. It was an, an, an incredible season. I went from one of the hardest seasons of my life to stepping into one of the best seasons of my life. And I needed that. You know, I needed that hiddenness so that God could begin to do this restoration in my life, this great healing, this uncovering of who he really wanted to, me to be and, you know, what he really wanted me to do. And although that season was incredibly difficult, I came on the other end um, transformed, more in love with God than I had ever been in my life, understanding him to a greater degree than I'd ever had before. And God began to work and began to not just restore me, but to restore opportunities and relationships. I was able to go back into ministry and Years later, I was offered a job at um, a church that, man, I had prayed for for years and years and years from afar. And now I get to be on staff there, um, encouraging people and loving on people. And uh, God brought Ryan and I back together. I mean, when we broke up, we thought we would never get back together. We had just been through something um, really hard and messy. And we broke up thinking that we wouldn't get back together. But God went to work and he restored that relationship. Um, and it was more beautiful after the restoration than it was before. And we loved each other more than we'd ever loved each other before. And we were different people and we were closer to God. And um, Ryan and I ended up moving out to Cal to Colorado and we got married um, that very month that we moved out there on top of a mountain with our closest friends and family. And it was beautiful. And now we're living this incredible life in Colorado where we're expecting a baby and our family's growing. And my life is so much better now than I ever, ever thought it could be. But that's what God does. He goes to work on your life and it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been. Um, if you turn your life over to God, truly, he will transform it and make it this beautiful thing that you never imagined that it could be. I never imagined my life could look like this. When I was in that season, I thought my life was over, that I was unredeemable, that God would never want to use me, that he had given me the chance and I had ruined it. But when I fully put that trust in him, he did this incredible work I never thought possible and made my life better than it I ever thought it could be. And that's a testimony to his goodness and his grace. And that's not just for me. That's for anybody, anybody who would put their faith and their trust in a God who redeems and a God that is a good father who longs to give good gifts to his children. And I stand here today and that's what this podcast is all about. This is birthed out of my story of redemption. Because one of the things that I learned in that season was that I wasn't alone. You know, I thought I was. I felt so ashamed People began to share their stories with me, how they had gone through similar situations. And it wasn't just that, but it was all these other seasons and situations and sins that they had encountered that God redeemed them from. And I learned I wasn't alone and you are not alone. You might feel like that. You might feel like you were unredeemable, but you are not. And that's what this podcast is about sharing stories of people who were redeemed out of really hard and difficult situations, but God redeemed them and God is using them. And that is hope for you today that doesn't matter where you come from or what you've done. God has a great plan for you. And so if there was just, you know, one thing that I could leave with you today, um, and that's my hope at the end of every podcast is that the person sharing would leave one thing with you that they learned in their season. And mine is this. Your past will never trump God's vision of who you are or where you are going. And I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to hear this today. 
Your past will never trump God's vision of who you are or where you are going. And I hope that you'll walk away with that today. And I hope you'll come back every other week and hear these stories and continually be encouraged by what they went through. Next week, we're going to get to hear an incredible testimony from a couple that I know who have a crazy story about living on the streets, drug addictions, prison, and of course, incredible redemption. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your time with me. If this podcast is something that is ministering to you or you think others might find interesting, please share it and please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. This review helps the podcast grow and I would really appreciate it, but more so it allows the story of redemption to get out to more and more people. You can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrust.com. See you next time.